The most offensive thing about that wedding, by the way, was the fact that the two women's wedding dresses were nearly identical. <gasps> One was pants. I noticed. <laughs> I looked. I did not notice that. The necklines <laughs> were so similar. I was like, can we get a little variety here? Hey everyone, welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark Review Podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. This episode is a part of the Girls Gone Hallmark Summer Series, where we're watching and reviewing fan favorite movies. You can find the full lineup of movies we're reviewing this summer in our show notes at meganandwendy.com slash podcast. Today we're discussing Wedding Every Weekend, which originally aired August 15th, 2020, just prior to the launch no nope. podcast. Oh, yes. I thought you were going to say just prior to the launch of the pandemic. <laughs> no, no, oh, no. Deeply <laughs> mid-pandemic. Yes, just just prior to the launch of our podcast. That's right. If you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, we'd love for you to follow us on Instagram. We are both at Girls Gone Hallmark and at Megan and Wendy. You can always jump into our Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook group. And hey, lots of guys over there, too. Don't be shy. Jump on in. Girls Gone Hallmark on Facebook. And if you want to ever email us, you can do that at meganandwindy at gmail.com. Yeah, for anyone who's ever unclear, the girls and the Girls Gone Hallmark are us. We're not just only about girls who are into Hallmark. Yes. I have so much to say about this movie. Oh, interesting. Should we start with a synopsis and then Let's jump into news and notes? I love it. Let's go. Nate and Brooke are going to the same four weddings Four weekends in a row. To avoid setups, they go together as wedding buddies. But what starts as a friendship soon becomes deeper. Stars Kimberly Sustad and Paul Campbell. So this was filmed in June and July 2020, as mentioned, well, not to the pandemic. The COVID protocols must have been bonkers at this time. <laughs> they were deep in the requiring two-week hotel quarantines before filming and all of that. I can only imagine how much they would have had to do to make this movie regular testing can you imagine and there's like a deep cast you've got all these weddings full of people okay so a couple thoughts i'm trying to think back to june and july of 2020 my ass was still sitting on the couch at home i did not think that work was being done anywhere at this point I think because they were filming in Canada, I think that may have been one of the few places where filming had resumed that early. Okay. Well, I did read that Canada still had, at the time, probably like you said, they had probably had a quarantine, mm -hmm. right? They had social distancing rules in place, temperature checks, all that stuff. I read a funny article. Now, side note, I don't. did you read this article too about how they had mannequins? No. In so, the weddings? Yes. Oh, Listen. Okay. Paul Campbell told Media Village, which is like an entertainment outlet, that uh, they were the first production to film during phase three of the opening. And he said that everybody wore masks, they sanitized, and some people had to stay like within their own departments. There was no like crossing over departments, right? Some interior weddings were moved outdoors and everyone had morning temperature checks. He added that about 50% of the background performers are actually mannequins. No way. I need to go back and rewatch this and look at those wedding scenes when you see from the back. 
right? Like the Uh actual ceremony. Mm -hmm. Did you read this before or after watching the movie? I read it after I watched the movie. Oh, no. I need to watch it with that in mind. Mm -hmm. That's funny. It's so funny. Do you think production's like, okay, well, we can't have a huge cast of extras, so let's just get some mannequins from the local department store. I don't know. Like when they had fake spectators during baseball yes. games. <laughs> oh my God. Is that crazy to think that that was life at that time? There was nobody in the stands except these cardboard cutouts kind of behind home plate. And you could pay to have a cardboard cutout yourself me and they were and they were pumping in like crowd noise into the stadiums yeah so wild and the basketball teams had like virtual fans and so those images would move oh i do remember that it has like a laughing or a clapping it's (laughs) wild i sometimes think i need to sit down and write down everything i remember because some of it is so wild to think about when our grandchildren are like, what happened in 2020? <laughs> Look at that cardboard cutout behind the Dodgers. That's how baseball happened in 2020. Wow. So weird. For those who haven't watched the movie, go back and watch it and look for the mannequins. With mannequins in mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. This was written by Julie Sherman Wolf, who has 33 writing credits. And if you don't know who Julie Sherman Wolf is, yeah, you do. She wrote A Holiday Spectacular, Dickens of a Holiday, You, Me, and the Christmas Trees, Taking a Shot at Love, Hanukkah on Rye, Always Amore. And she has the distinction of being the one and only interview we have done to date on Girls Gone Hallmark. Yep. And you know what? She was so good. We're like, eh, we've peaked. We're not going to do this anymore. <laughs> it's a great episode. You should go back and give it a listen. And she did us the great kindness of, A, having listened to an episode we did about a movie she did, and then answering some of our did you see that questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she great. was awesome. I want to also note that according to her IMDb, she has a upcoming movie called Field Day mm-hmm. in the works. It's not exactly clear if it's a Hallmark movie, but it is directed by David Winning, who has directed a bunch of Hallmark movies, and it stars some familiar Hallmark faces. So I'm guessing Field Day, maybe it's going to come out summertime. Could be. This was directed by Kevin Fair, who has directed 40 movies, including Morning Show Mysteries, We Need a Little Christmas, Always Amore, and Soccer Mom Madam. (laughs) I always love it when it's like Hallmark, 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 and then there's like a lifetime in there. Yeah, they go a little dark. But Soccer Mom Madam, it has Jaina Kramer in it. I'm like, I might have to look for it. Kind of would be into watching it. And this movie stars Kimberly Sustad. She's a busy little bee. She has starred in Game of Love, had a role in Three Wise Men and a Baby, Lights, Camera, Christmas, North to Home, Nine Kittens of Christmas. Is also in the process of co-writing a movie with her co-star, Paul Campbell. How do you know that? Because there, she did an interview. Exciting. Paul Campbell plays Nate or Edgar. We last saw him in The Cases of Mystery Lane. I poked around IMDb. There is no new upcoming projects listed there, but that doesn't mean anything. I'm hoping we see like a summer, fall, or holiday movie from Mr. Paul Campbell or another Cases of Mystery Lane I would be happy with too. That was a great role for him. Brandy Alexander plays best friend Ginny. Haven't seen Brandy in a Hallmark movie since 2021's Right in Front of Me, which was also written by Julie Sherman Wolf. Indeed. I 
kind of had a feeling like she was a big player on Hallmark and then she kind of just disappeared. I haven't seen her in anything. Peter Benson plays Dr. Colin. He has 150 acting credits, but in the past couple years has really been getting more in on the directing game with 14 directing credits. Most recently, The Professional Bridesmaid. He also directed the one wedding film movie that Terry Ingram was not available for. He really gets as Girls Gone Hallmark correspondent Mike sent us an email as he often does and he's truly his memory he's like a a vault for all of this hallmark slash hollywood information Mm -hmm. he says that he calls peter benson part of the hallmark ralph bellamy club i'm just gonna read what he writes here he says which is to say that he's one of the guys that always seems to lose his girlfriend to the hero whichever movies he's in ralph bellamy was in a lot of movies in the 30s and 40s and he was the schlub that lost his girl to the male lead so often that it became a joke in hollywood even then Mm. i have no idea who ralph bellamy is none never even heard that name i thought he was talking about bill bellamy that's who i was thinking of do you know who bill bellamy is the name's familiar he first gained national notoriety on HBO's Russell Simmons' deaf comedy jam. Oh. He is credited for creating the phrase booty call. Okay. <laughs> he was an MTV VJ for a long time. One more regular Hallmark player is Jeff Gustafson, who plays best friend Dan. He has 89 acting credits, including Get Out Your Girls Gone Hallmark bingo cards, a role as the dwarf stealthy on Once Upon a Time. Oh, that's a show I did not watch. No. He has a very familiar face. Yes, I know he's been in a ton of stuff. Let's do first impressions. My first impression is you might call me a Campbell Sustad stan. (laughs) Mine is no one told me Paul Campbell was going to make me cry. What? Cry? When? Well, they have that moment at the final wedding Mm -hmm. when they're not saying the things that need to be said. And then when they finally get back together and he, like, puts his hand over his heart. Paul Campbell. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, no. I didn't cry. Okay. Tell me what you liked about this movie. If I could have only one. Okay. If I could have only one like, it would be the hair tuck at the football field. He hurts his... <gasps> oh, my God. When they were going to... They were, like, faking it for their friends. But it was he real. Wasn't faking it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a good scene. Great. That was scene. a really good scene. What is with the hair tuck lately? Look, it's so easy for dudes. A hair tuck, guys. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. Forget the flowers. Take forget the whining and dining. One tiny just brushing the bangs out of somebody's eyes is all you have to do. That's it. Is is that truly the only thing you liked about this movie? No, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. For me, there are some movies that I know I'm going to like going into it, and it's either because the actors or the writers, and then luckily this movie has both of those. Has it all. There are so many things to pull out about this movie. Kimberly Sustad's deadpan humor kills it in this movie. Like when she looks at Nate's attempt to KT tape his own knee and goes, nailed it. I just, (laughs) it's amazing. I'm telling you, she reminds me so much of Bonnie Hunt. I I can't shake it every time I see her on screen. I enjoyed the zingers that they gave each other, especially when it came to his bum knee because he was being so stubborn about it. Mm-hmm. I like that Brooke broke things off with her boyfriend because it just wasn't working out. And that Colin wasn't a factor in the whole maybe will they, won't they with mm-hmm. Nate. And I 
I think that scene was really funny, too, when they were breaking up. They're sitting at the table. And she's like, we need to talk. And he goes, us, too. And then she, like, fully, she's like, we need to break up. But he didn't see it coming. Yeah, he was talking about pizza. That was great. They got that out of the way early. And I loved her patient, Mary. When Brooke's like, you need to stop. You know I'm with Dr. Colin. And Mary's like, mm, I know. <laughs> I just love Mary. I think registering at the hardware store is actually a great idea. I think lots of people do that now. Does Home Depot have a registry? Yes, they do. Yeah, that's a great idea. We have used our little power drill time and time again. Yeah. Far yeah. more than I ever used an ice cream maker. Hey, if there's anybody out there listening to us who is registering for a wedding, definitely hit the hardware store. Yeah, skip the ice cream maker. Yes. Skip never the ice cream it. maker. Skip the bread maker. Have you been to the grocery store before? <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to make all those things, we promise you. If you don't. <laughs> currently make them being married is not going to turn you into a homesteader no 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 i loved every dress that she wore to the wedding yes i loved her wedding wardrobe and they that... they varied her style throughout the weddings mm-hmm. and then we get the mm-hmm. big payoff i thought her bridesmaid dress was beautiful actually i did too although i, I didn't like the combo wedding colors pink and then the deep red of the roses oh i noticed that too i was like what is that that doesn't go together i wasn't a fan i have something about that in my did you see that okay there was lots of diversity in this movie and we haven't talked about that in a long time remember we used to talk about like oh diversity check yes there was a ton in this movie so i was surprised by that only because i wasn't expecting it um i kind of feel like that's a very recent move on behalf of Hallmark. And I did take a look at the Wedding Every Weekend hashtag. And there's a tweet from Paul Campbell. And let me tell you, Paul Campbell walks the walk in terms of like being a representative and being in favor of diversity. He tweeted, Wedding Every Weekend was the most watched summer nights premiere of 2020 on the Hallmark Channel. Thank you to everyone who came out in support. Love wins. Aww. And Alonzo Duralde, who often appears on Deck the Hallmark, but is a movie reviewer in his own right and does his own thing, tweeted, Wedding Every Weekend proves it doesn't have to be an either or. Hallmark Channel can do the thing that it does, and it can do so in a way that reflects the world as it exists. Bravo. Can I talk about something that doesn't really have a place in any of our categories, but I need to talk about it? Okay. And that is, I have decided I am going to change the way I feel about negative reviews about Hallmark movies from the woke police. Okay, go on. And that is, I am simply going to find them humorous because there is absolutely no way to take someone seriously who looks at a movie, titles a review, welcome to woke land, and do (laughs) anything other than laugh at it. Wait, is there an IMDb review for this movie with that title? Indeed, there is. No. Oakland, you're you're a joke of a human if that is your attitude. Now, there were a lot of great reviews of this movie. A lot of them. But there were a lot of one-star reviews that were like, I had to turn this movie off. What can I do but laugh at that opinion that you're so threatened by the idea of two women kissing on television, even further threatened that you're going to open up your computer and... Your little review and let everybody know how threatened you are by two people who are in love getting married. And the most offensive thing about that wedding, by the way, was the fact that the two women's wedding dresses were nearly identical. 
<laughs> one was pants. I noticed. I looked. <laughs> I did not notice that. The necklines were so similar. I was like, can we get a little variety here, people? Welcome to Woke Land. Wow. Wow. Can't take you seriously. I want to talk about what we wished for. Okay, go ahead. Well, do, 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 do. Avoidable misunderstanding alert. It's really the only thing I didn't like about this movie. Yeah. I don't know where the conflict could have come from. Sometimes I workshop that in my mind. Like, we could have had a better conflict. <laughs> but I didn't need that. I was like, yeah, Paul Campbell, Kimberly Sustad, I'm rooting for you. You're two people. But you just got in your own way. Like, she got in her own way in that moment. Yeah, she, like, freaked out before she heard the full conversation. Stick around. He kept talking. Yeah. I agree. And I don't know about you, but when I hear... Someone having a conversation like that, like, we've got unspoken feelings for each other. I'm going to stick around and hear everything he has to say. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I can hear the conversation. I am standing there until it's over or I get caught. I 100% agree. Okay. I, here's one thing I wish for. I didn't love that Nate sold her car on her behalf. Now, technically, he didn't sell it, but... He saw that she was in this financial bind over the roof, right? Mm -hmm. And he takes it upon himself to call the dude that was interested in, like, maybe buying the car. And I'm like, no, sir, just relay that information to her that somebody was interested. You don't need to call the guy to arrange him to come see it and then be like, hey, I solved your problem. I hear you. I thought that could have very easily gone in a bad direction, but he immediately tells her, like, if you want to sell it, there is a buyer. I felt like I didn't mind that he took that off that her plate. He you didn't, know, like... I feel like the order of operations was yeah. wrong. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. I am so confused by Brooke's loan situation, because at one point she's writing a check to the bank. Yes. Why? I don't know. And that, then I don't know. She says, like, I'm using my loan money for the roof, but as far as I know, she hasn't actually got a loan. And she talks about how she has a rainy day savings. Mm -hmm. Do you have a savings or are you getting a loan? Why are you writing a check? I don't understand what's happening here. Yeah, I, I just let that all like slide. At one point, Nate and Brooke they are talking about how they know Jenny and Jenny's fiance, which his name escapes me right now. Yeah. And when Nate says he went to college with him, she says, oh, trade school. And he corrects her yeah. with like, maybe he says Harvard Dartman. or something. Okay, some, something somewhere prestigious, right? Uh -huh. And as someone whose family business is uh -huh. built on trade school, I was like, there's nothing wrong with trade school here. Like, it just felt like there was a little bit of like... Yeah, he had to have the added value of having gone to a prestigious university while also now working in the biz. Yes. Yes. And let me just step on my soapbox here. Please. Trade school is not bad. There's a lot of trades out there that make lots of money. Yeah, and we need them. Yes. Do, do you People, like living in a home with plumbing and electricity yeah. and having a car that runs? Exactly. Yeah. I just wanted to say I wrote this wish before we got to the end, but I wrote, get off your classic parts high horse, mate. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I understand the commitment to the bit, but also as time goes on, eventually you're going to run out of original parts. Like <laughs> you need to think a little bit with a business mind. Yeah. So my dad rebuilds cars uh -huh. and he has a couple of old cars that look like old cars, but mm -hmm. they're fully built with new parts mm -hmm. on the inside. Yeah. Also, like where the, they start the odometer at zero again because oh, it's all brand new. Fully, yeah. Everything's new. You know what I really wanted? 
When they got married and they got into her car, I wanted her to open the glove compartment and have like a pile of those blue hard candies spill out everywhere. Oh, that would have been cute. Yeah, it would have been. Let's get Julie on the phone (laughs) for the next one. Did you see that? I have a couple. Me too. Um, The roof repair guy? Mm Mm-hmm. First of all, he comes over when it's pouring rain. That's never going to happen because (laughs) they need to see the roof. Does this guy see the roof? No. He stands inside her house, looks up at the drip, and he's like, yeah, that's going to be an extensive roof repair. How the hell do you know you haven't even seen the roof or inside of what's happening? And as a person who is no stranger to water damage in my home, they don't just leave. Like, you got to start drying that out or you're going to have a house full of mold. She's like, all right, thanks. I'll think about it. Just going to put this pan here and hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny when she came home and, like, the roof had fully, like, I'm the drywall. glad they did that and because, obviously, something's going to happen. If you don't do anything, it doesn't just go away. <laughs> okay, so when Nate comes into physical therapy for the first time and sees Brooke since they were met each other while they were registering for gifts, mm-hmm. she jokes about the Nespresso and then gives a nod to it. And when they show it, it's a Keurig. She says Nespresso. I think she says Espresso. Oh, I think you're right. <laughs> but well, a Keurig is not an Espresso yes, machine. You are correct. Yes. You are correct about that. Because as I'm saying these words, I was like, I wouldn't say Nespresso on here. No. And in fact, in the first scene, when they're in that store looking at the Espresso machines, they're is at least one of them and is an actual Nespresso that they've blacked out the oh, name on yeah, the front yeah, yeah. of it. So, yeah. yes. Yeah, but it was funny. I was like, uh, that's a Keurig. But yes. okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. And then who goes in on a wedding gift together? Hear me out. Because you and I have both planned a wedding, right? Uh-huh. And of course, like, you don't expect gifts from people, but you pay X amount of dollars per person who comes to your wedding, right? Don't you expect a gift that's comparable, sort of, in price? No, I don't expect a gift. Get out. Get out. No, I I really don't. I I really don't. This is the truth. Uh, I think there's got to be some Emily Post nonsense about this. Here's what I think. That everybody has the amount of money that they're willing to spend on the weddings they attend, right? It's $50. Mm -hmm. It's $100. It's whatever it is. If they went in on the gift, what I hope is that they both ended up spending what they would have spent individually and they just bought one nicer gift for the couple. I think they bought a four-piece glass set. Okay. Well, I was like, that's not cool. Yeah, don't do it as a money-saving They're not a couple. but They were not invited together. Hey, I want to talk about Ginny's wedding. For a second. Yeah. First, you mentioned that the color scheme was all wrong. And I agree. They're wearing like beautiful, like lavender colored dresses, right? Uh-huh. But then they have those like terrible burgundy flowers behind them. You deep red. I didn't love it. It did not go together mm. at all. When Brooke is walking down the aisle at Jenny's wedding and Nate is standing like, you know, with the other groomsmen, she gives him the dirtiest look. Oh, does she? It was fantastic. And then at the end of the wedding, everybody is saying goodbye. We're talking about Jenny's wedding here. And there are full bottles of wine and unopened champagne on the table. Yeah. Yeah. Take it with you. Well, I just think like they shot the scene before. Like, Uh well, first of all, since it was like COVID, they probably weren't actually like drinking anything during these scenes. Those mannequins. They can't put their (laughs) hands to their mouths. Who knows? People were like real crazy about all kinds of stuff at that time. There were kids who were not turning in papers at school because 
Oh, I know. My husband Gerbs was could not be allowed to collect physical papers from his students. That was a wild time. Anyway, that's all I have. I would just like to point out the Photoshop, which correspondent Mike also pointed mm. out. Yes. When Nate shows the photo of his dad. And like, you don't even have to be watching that closely to be like, well, <laughs> they just put those two photos together. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, at least turn it black and white, you know, <laughs> like that might help. Good. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. What'd you rate this movie? Uh, four stars. Me too. Yeah, great movie. I thought it was really good. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. If you love this podcast, don't go anywhere. We love your five-star ratings and reviews. Open the Apple Podcast app, tap the five stars, let everybody know what you love about this podcast and why they should listen. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. 